and he managed to pull his entire family out of poverty. And in that story, educating one person changed an entire generation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gaudi Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Pizzuto-Pomako. I'm speaking to Dina Tessera today, who has a very interesting backstory. She's an Aberdeen politician uh, with Scottish labor, but has a really interesting story, and we'll be speaking with her today, so enjoy that. We'll also be doing a bit of Desert Island Discs, so stick around for that as well, and we will see you on the other side. Hey everyone, I am here with Dina Tessera, who is uh, a local politician. Uh, she's been a student in Aberdeen. She's done lots of really interesting things. Uh, so welcome to the podcast and thank you for being here. Thank you, Joshua, for having me. I'm really excited to be on this. Brilliant. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're interested in, what you're currently doing, and uh, yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I was born into a beautiful tropical island called Sri Lanka. Um, I was born there, I schooled there, I, I went, uh, I schooled at the British School in Colombo and I moved to Aberdeen for my higher education. So I've done an undergraduate degree, a master's degree, and, and now I'm taking a break from doing my PhD. Um, I'm also currently an entrepreneur. I am a, I'm running a consultancy in higher education partnership, working towards building a partnership between UK universities and other universities across the world at the current moment. Uh, we're focusing on South Asia. Uh, we are trying to provide opportunities for higher education for students in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of my political um, roles at the current moment, I am the vice chairwoman for Aberdeen Central Constituency Labour Party. Um, I'm also standing in the upcoming SEC elections that's ongoing right now. Um, and the ballots will be closing this Friday. So if anyone hasn't voted, you still have time to vote for the elections. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm also standing in the upcoming uh, local government elections that will be happening this May. Um, I'm also a, the vice chairwoman for the Castle Hill and Pitotri Community Council. So, yeah, that's awesome. about it. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. So <laughs> let's go back a little bit. Uh, you said you're yeah. originally from Sri Lanka yes. uh, and you moved here to study your uh, higher education. So I guess yes. growing up, um, I, I, I read an article in which you were saying that you learned a lot about the value of uh, community service and humanitarian yes. work and uh, what did that look like for you how did that influence your your views and beliefs okay so I'll speak a little bit about my family background as well sure, and yeah. how I managed to you know get involved in all of this stuff so my father um, he was a disabled man um, he had polio and he was born into a family stuck in a vicious cycle of poverty and he's the first ever university educated person in his entire generation. Um, he went to university, he became a doctor, he became an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and briefly a politician. And he managed to pull his entire family out of poverty. And in that story, educating one person changed an entire generation, right? right. Yeah. So... I mean, with my father, he inspired me to get involved in a lot of philanthropic work. And um, he organized a lot of, uh, you know, philanthropic work and humanitarian work in the war zones of Sri Lanka and in, in disaster hit areas, uh, you know, climate uh, issues, uh, landslides, floods, the tsunami that happened in Sri Lanka, which is really devastating. One of the countries that, uh, you know, devastated a lot from it. Right, yeah. And uh, we worked with rural and, uh, you know, deprived communities as well, empowering communities, uh, uh, improving people's opportunities for employability and educational opportunities as well. Um, so yeah, I worked, growing up, uh, you know, I, I went to the war zone for the first time when I was eight years old. 
wow. with my okay. father. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen the brutality of what war is, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, the devastation, uh, not just, you know, the bombs and the people's dead bodies yeah. and not, not just all of that, but the vicious cycles of poverty, discrimination, hunger, uh, you know, I've seen what real poverty is, what extreme poverty means growing up. Yeah. And it, it, I'm lucky to be born to my family who has given me a, a lot of opportunity to come overseas and follow my education. But there's a lot of people in the world who have nothing in their lives. And you know, it, it has really made me humble as a person and it really inspired me to do a lot of work uh, growing up. And, and I guess that's the passion that has driven me to come here and do a lot of work as well. Yeah. Uh, so just before I came to um, uh, Scotland, I participated in a beauty pageant, Miss okay. Sri Lanka for Miss World. Um, so that also gave me sort of a platform to be able to empower uh, women and uh, young girls in developing country, developing countries uh, like Sri Lanka and other South Asian countries. Uh, a lot of times uh, women in these countries are held back uh, with limiting beliefs that culture, right, conservative yeah. cultures bring, in, bring mm-hmm. about. So really, I think um, I'm able to help a lot of uh, women be empowered just through my own story. Um, you know, you know yeah, a- yeah. anyone can live, live their dream, really. So, yeah. So That's I, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like um, growing up, I thought, looking at my father's life, I thought uh, a career in medicine would help me change people's life for the better. So, and that's why I moved to Scotland uh, in the intention of uh, studying medicine here. Right. Awesome. Well, I do want to ask, uh, this is a uh, sort of Desert Island Discs sort of podcast. Yeah. We're doing this. Uh, what's your first track that you've decided to bring with you to the island, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Unstoppable by Sia. <laughs> awesome and is there a specific reason why you picked that yes this song i listen to every time when when people try to drag me down or you know you know even my own negative thoughts try to drag me down this song really motivates me and and keep really help me believe in myself you know <laughs> awesome that's brilliant yeah i'll smile on what it takes to fool this down i'll do it till the sun goes down Tell you what you wanna hear. Get my sunglasses on while I shed a tear. It's never the right time. Let's move on uh, to talk about uh, when you did end up coming to Scotland. So you moved to Scotland. Yeah. Uh, you started studying at Robert Gordon, yeah? Yes. Awesome. How was that? Was it a uh, bit of strange culture shock? How 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 was it when you finally ended up here in Scotland? Um, it wasn't really a culture shock because I've traveled a lot uh, right, yeah. to various other other countries, uh, including America, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, Australia, so many other different countries, right. um, But when you speak about the UK, not many speak people speak about Scotland. Uh, they all mm-hmm. speak about England. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, a little bit. Struggled a little bit with the accent, local. Yeah, of course, stuff. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was quick to I was quick to settle in and, and adapt. Um, 
Yeah, so I did an undergraduate degree at Robert Gordon okay. University, and um, I got involved in student politics here in mm -hmm. the first year that I was there. And I was elected as vice president international of the student union. Um, I served three terms there. And um, uh, after that, I was able to co-found a political movement across the UK that campaigned nice. against, yeah, that campaigned against unfair immigration uh, laws that affected tier four student visas. Um, and then after that, after I, I graduated from uh, uh, Robert Gordon University and my wanting to study medicine and pursue a career in medicine changed because I felt politics can really change people's life in a bigger scale. Right, yeah. Yeah. So my thirst for social justice sort of made me pursue a master's degree in global health and management at the University of Aberdeen. Awesome. So do you have a favorite out of the two? Which one's your favorite? You don't have to oh, answer yeah. that if it's too controversial, but. Oh, no. So I, mm -hmm. for a moment, I'm doing my PhD. I'm taking a break of, uh, right. while doing my PhD at the University of Aberdeen. I can tell they're very two different universities. My yes. experience are very different from each of them. They are two amazing universities. Uh, but the current, if you are to pick, if you actually ask me to pick one, I'm going to pick the one that I am currently in right That's now. Smart choice, I think. <laughs> That's a smart choice. All right. And actually, Aberdeen Uni was where you first got involved with uh, Scottish Labour. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Um, I got involved with the Aberdeen Labour students while doing my master's degree and then, uh, um, you know, uh, joined the Labour Party after that and been campaigning ever since. Yeah, it's brilliant. Right. So let's talk about your second track that you'll bring with you to the island. Uh, what was that and why did you choose it? Uh, Woman by Doja Cat. Uh, this is another empowering song uh, for all women out there. Um, I really love this one. And then this is, this has been trending for the last couple of months. I know it, it's been played quite a bit, but I still love it. So yeah. <laughs> awesome, very good. <laughs> Right. So currently you are uh, working in Aberdeen politics. You're doing things yes. like that. Um, I remember looking at a story or a few, I think it was maybe last year that you had, uh, I think it was maybe under 30 or something like it was some sort of, uh, yes. yeah, something, uh, a profile. And in that you said, um, you know, Holyrood, uh, for those who don't know, which is the Scottish parliament has a lot of um, very few MSPs who are women of color. And yeah. that is a problem. So I guess you could just maybe explain why that's a problem and how do you think yeah. that the party should address that? Right. So when I did that, uh, you know, when I was, you know, recognized as one of the 35 under 35 uh, rising political stars in Scotland in 2020, at that time, there was zero women of wow. color in parliament. Wow. Okay. Yes. So this has been an ongoing issue. So when I started getting involved with Scottish Labour as well, uh, you know, uh, about five years ago, I was always the only woman of color in, in major you know political podiums and I, I found this to be a problem you know yeah and un yeah. until I really addressed it nobody actually saw the elephant in the room mm -hmm. and that's the problem about it when there is no representation why are these issues come these issues aren't coming forward right mm -hmm. 
So in 2018, I tabled a motion at the Scottish Labour Conference, Women's Conference, uh, to ensure that we give 50% 50, 50, uh, 50 of seats to women in target list seats and regional list seats, and to ensure that they pro promote diversity within those in mm -hmm. that candidate selection uh, to, to cover LGBTQ, BAME, disabled, and, and, and all kinds of diversity, right? Right. Yeah. Until then, no one has tabled a motion as such before. Okay. I mean, yeah. I would have thought like, you know, I mean, I understand if I had to table that motion in back in Sri Lanka, but here in, in Scotland for me to come forward and, and, and you know, table the motion. Yeah, I mean, like it's, this, especially in 2018. Not, I mean, that's for a very progressive country like Scotland. That is that is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And now there is uh, the, the motion passed at that conference. And now there's affirmative action that's taking place where uh, some seats, some target seats uh, are now uh, uh, all women shortlisted. So women, only women can stand there so that we meet the, meet the target for that. Right. So Very in the good, last yeah. yeah last year's Scottish parliamentary election, I was in a uh, disclosure documentary done by BBC as well to speak about why there is no diversity uh, within the parliament. Especially this became a big topic after Kamala Harris uh, became you know uh, in America after her election in America, right? So some of the major issues are that um, the problem here is what people think leadership is. It's mostly looked at as the, the, the identity of it is look is male, white right, representation. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is a big problem there. And most of the time, uh, they don't think women of color are electable. That is a misconception there. And so these are some of the issues that we have to tackle. And the way to tackle it is by selecting candidates, uh, giving opportunity to candidates uh, to cover these diversity categories. But again, I don't like tokenism. So yeah, of candidates, course. Yeah. yeah, candidates need to be, you know, trained through leadership programs in, 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 in political parties and to ensure that they have all the necessary skills and knowledge to take up leadership. I'm a, I'm a true believer in that. Yeah, most definitely. So I guess another question we have is where do you see yourself in this whole picture? Are you looking to stay in Scottish labor, stay in politics, um, do other more national things or what, what's your kind of like end goal i'm sure it's a very fluid situation um but what are you thinking for the future so at the current moment with the sec election i want to really reform the internal aspects of the scottish labor party uh some of my pledges are to ensure that we bring in transparency and accountability within the party because everyone every member needs to know exactly what's happening at every decision making process within the party uh, and the other aspect is I want to reform the Scottish Labour Party, uh, Party Executive Committee uh, to create inclusive representation where we have specific roles for, uh, you know, BAME and disabled and LGBTQ uh, officers within, within the SEC, just as how the National Executive Committee within UK Labour has. So I think we, we are lagging in that aspect. I also want to ensure that we uh, create a party-backed forum for rural constituencies because their campaigning challenges are unique to those areas and you know no one person can represent this entire region so i want to ensure that everyone is represented yeah most definitely yeah absolutely and another aspect what i want to work towards is rebuilding the party as a campaign force within the region and that means grooming young leaders through our leadership programs and ensuring that we actually uh, prepare leaders to take up, uh, you know, candidacy in upcoming elections. So that's something I want to do within the party. But 
outside of that, outside of the SEC election, I'm obviously running for the local government elections coming uh, coming up in May. So I'm excited for that. And I want to really, you know, the selections are happening next week. So I am looking forward for that. And, uh, you know, be, I want to be able to contribute to uh, my local communities uh, through this Aberdeen City Council. So yeah. at the moment, that is my plan. <laughs> awesome. That's that's good. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your third track. Um, what is it? Why did you pick know it? it? Know Your Worth by Carly, Disclosure and uh, Davido and Thames. This is for every girl who is dating out there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going through their roller coasters in the dating yeah. life. So everyone, girls and guys, know your worth. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Very good message there. <laughs> awesome. Find Right. So just a few more questions. Um, yeah. It's kind of going back to that question about making Scottish Labour more of a um, can, you know, a force in, in, in Scottish politics, more of a yeah. campaignable option. You know, yeah. it has been a bit of a, you know, the last decade or so hasn't been as great for Scottish Labour in that, no. you know, other progressive parties like the Greens or the S&P have gotten more um, support and Labour has seemingly lost some. And what are some ways that you can or other young people and other uh, young leaders and such in Scottish Labour do to kind of like reverse that trend and get more people involved? Yeah, so I think my SEC election campaign is a good example for this. I really focus a lot on digital campaigning aspects mm -hmm. this time, doing the videos, getting more traction, uh, traction, you know, within the region. I really want to emphasize uh, that we in Scottish Labour focus a lot on rebuilding our digital campaign force. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've seen in the last two years that, you know, during the pandemic, digital platforms and campaigning aspects have taken precedent over, you know, any other campaign strategies. Um, you know, so I think we need to rebuild as a campaign force. We need to have a clear message. Uh, we have a great leader now. Um, Anna Sarai is a great leader for the Scottish Labour Party. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we have to ensure that we encourage and train new uh, young leaders to encourage them to take up candidacy and give them all the necessary tools and, uh, you know, preparation that is required to campaign and, and stand in elections. We knew fresh people, we, we need fresh people, we need new faces, we need fresh perspectives and new ideas. And I think that is where I'm trying to drive the party towards. Yeah, very good. Right, so we'll go to your fourth track now. What's the fourth track and why did you pick it? It's Juice by Lizzo. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> I love this track. It's such a feel good track, you know. <laughs> Brilliant. yeah yeah in, in maybe like in one of the darkest days i play this song like in the mm -hmm. morning and i'm mm -hmm. I, you know i feel i feel really good yeah uh, you know <laughs> yeah yeah awesome <laughs>
<laughs> right. So I'd be curious to know, obviously, um, you're looking to be kind of a role model for people, for young people interested in politics. What are some of the people you look to, uh, either culturally or politically, that you kind of gain inspiration from when you're trying to live your life? It's it's interesting for me because growing up uh, in different countries and, mm-hmm. you know, coming here as well, I've kind of learned to pick up uh, really nice qualities and qualities that I that are admirable. Uh, and I've learned from it from various different people. It's difficult to say one person. But if you are to tell me to pick one person, I'll just give a little bit to why as well. Sure, so yeah. do, doing a lot of philanthropic work, I've understood that leadership doesn't always mean being aggressive enough or assertive enough it also means to lead but with compassion and empathy and to be analytical but at the same time lead with love for the people and one of the people i think that embodies this is prime minister jacinda arden in mm-hmm. new zealand mm-hmm. in new zealand um she you know has you know gracefully handled a terror attack and one of the first countries to handle the pandemic when it first started and at the same time she's a female and she became a mom while she was in office and she's compassionate and empathetic and she has broken all all molds of what a female uh politician should be and i I think that's admirable yeah definitely okay so let's just really quickly recap the four tracks you've chosen and then we'll go on to our book and our lectured item so what were the four tracks you've chosen? just one more time for the audience yep so that would be unstoppable by sia woman by doja cat know your words by carly disclosure davido and temps and jews by lizzo awesome okay so what's <laughs> the book if you get to choose a book what would it be yes uh, the book is the power of positive thinking by norman winston peel um, very good I like this book because uh, I think it really reminds me various chapters in it, just like believing in myself and mm-hmm. really think thinking positively can really, really make you motivated and determined to do whatever you want. You know, awesome. so that's a really good book. Yeah. And the luxury item for the island, what would it be? <laughs> I thought about this uh, <laughs> very much, right? <laughs> and it definitely has to be my skincare routine. I don't go anywhere without it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you gotta look. Yeah. look you gotta look your best, even with your other yeah. you know. <laughs> of course. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> oh wow! So it's it's been a lovely conversation. Thank you for yeah. coming on and speaking with me. Uh, Thank and you. It's really been great. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Joshua. Thank you. The Gaudi Podcast is a production of Gaudi Media and is written, edited, and hosted by Josh Pazudapamako. Special thanks to Dina Tessera, our guest on today's program. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.